Welcome to Irreverent Question the Rev with me, the Reverend Jamie Franklin, Daniel French and Thomas Pelham. Tom. Hello. Hello. Here we go. Question, question the, the Rev. Rev. Question the Rev. There we are. There, there's the theme tune by popular demand on Telegram. Uh, question the Rev. This is a mini episode of the show Irreverent where we are asking. For some reason. Go on. For some reason, Jamie didn't think that there was wide appeal in me and him bickering. Uh, for 20 minutes over whether the low church or the high church of the church of england factions were right so we've uh, we've spun it off <laughs> it's a spin-off i, I do it's think a spin-off. i do think there's wide appeal i just think it's a different kind of appeal <laughs> it's a specific genre isn't it really <laughs> genre. it's a genre it's pastoral maybe sometimes theological uh, we've got a great question today from joe d so uh, thanks joe for writing in uh, the question is what is the most common trap or i suppose that should say uh, or maybe could say, what are the most common traps new converts fall into and how best to avoid them? So people maybe just become Christians. Uh, what are the traps and the temptations that beset and befall them and how best to avoid them? So, Daniel, do you want to kick us off here? Well, they're, they're myriad, aren't they? Um, and I'm thinking the parable of the sower uh, picks up on this the one that comes to mind is believing that uh, church is an optional extra. Right. Fellowship is uh, just sort of the icing on the cake. Uh, and um, the, the other one, which actually links into this, is going to church uh, and finding that it's sometimes not full of, you know, it's not full of... Um, uh, not everyone's Perfect. sort of ha- happy bunnies, you know, and, and that there, there can be there can be serpents in in the garden, and then thinking, well, uh, I don't think I want to have any part with this. You know, going in thinking that it's all rosy when church is a is a fellowship of sinners uh, as well as the body of Christ. Um, and the third thing I'd put add on to that is imagining that Christian life is simply spiritual candy, um, chicken soup for the soul, when, in fact, we are asked, as we know from um, Lent, you know, we're asked to carry our cross. So that um, that there's a sort of psychological prosperity gospel, which says, you know, you get baptised and then all your problems are going to go away. Well, maybe they're in God. I think they are reorientated to Christ. Mm. But that doesn't mean that they necessarily go away or that life isn't going to be suffering. In fact, uh, there is a sense in which this world is a veil of tears. And we have to, as Christians, embrace that with, um, with, with courage and fortitude. That's my take on it anyway. That's really good. That's, that's good. So, so the, the parable of the sower, this is a parable that Christ tells in the Gospels about a sower who sows seed and it falls on, on different on different types of ground and i suppose um the one that may describe sort of new converts who get into trouble would that be the seed that falls on uh, stony ground mm-hmm. would that be the so it's so, so it, if i recall if i recall rightly the 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 seed grows up at first but then it is as it were strangled i think christ says by the cares of this world by the desires for other things and by i think also the desire for riches or something like that but nevertheless what you're saying is true if you if you come into the christian life with an expectation that there won't be any challenges and it won't be difficult but it will just sort of unambiguously make your life 
um, a wonderful, happy playground, then you're going to be disappointed. So it's probably good to be aware of the challenges and the cost of discipleship that is spoken about, you know, by Christ and by the apostles in the New Testament and so on. So that's and it's very, it, you, sometimes you can't blame people for this, because if that's been what they've heard from the pulpit or from televangelists, you know, yep, why yep. shouldn't they believe that? Yeah, yeah. Tom, you got any thoughts? Uh, yeah, well, I was mostly just thinking that there's, I think there's two different descriptions of that story, isn't there? And one of them has uh, people choked by briars and another one is people whose roots don't go down deep enough. Yeah. Um, and so I guess that's another one. Um, and I, I think Daniel sort of uh, um, mentioned it, you know, people who, if, if you if you sort of just think you've, you've got there, you know, all right, I'm a Christian now, uh, maybe you've been baptised uh, and then and then you stop at that point. I think um, I think then when uh, when the sun comes up and the heat comes out and and it all gets a bit harder, then um, if you haven't spent that time meditating on God's word, uh, growing deeper in faith and trying trying actively to grow towards God, um, then you're going to be in trouble um, uh, when, when the when the when the going gets tough. Um, so that's uh, that's the other one I think. Yeah, we haven't really covered. Yeah, I think that's good. So the thing that sprung to my mind is in uh, 1 Timothy chapter 3, when um, the Apostle Paul is talking about the qualifications for bishops, um, who are, you know, the word here is for, you know, a generic kind of leader in the early church. But it's interesting. One of the things he says is uh, that a bishop must not be a recent convert or he may be puffed up with conceit and fall into the condemnation of the devil. And um, I think it's quite interesting to think about the implication of that verse, because it seems to be saying that, um, you know, when you are a convert, when you first come into the faith, um, you're now in a position where you're entering. Well, this is the way I understand it. Anyway, you're entering a kind of an entirely new world and um, there's an awful lot to learn and there's an awful lot to do in terms of um, in terms of growing in your new life in Christ. And so one of the best things to do, um, rather than coming in and sort of seeing yourself as, you know, somebody who um, can teach others and oversee others, is to humble yourself and to learn from other people, you know, um, practically from uh, Christians who are experienced and wise and godly. And to surround yourself with people from um, to surround yourself with people like that and to learn from them. I think that's probably a pretty good, pretty good thing to do um i think i think who you surround yourself with is an interesting question isn't it because um quite often if you're the only person who's been who's come to christ in a, in a friendship group that's fundamentally secular you might um now it's, it's always very hard I, I don't advocate sort of um moving yourself out of friendship groups because you can you can in time become a, a witness to them but you have to be really careful um because they're going to potentially see uh, this is a chance to the devil, you know, might well use them as a chance to make you help try and make you slip up, try and um, uh, question your faith in your convictions. Um, and that can be really, really hard. Uh, and I think that's somewhere where a lot of people do slip up. Um, and if that's happening, then seek prayer and seek seek uh, other friends to support you as well. And like I say, I don't think we're not a cult. We don't say, you know, cut your cut your ties with your past when you become a become a Christian. But um, that is a point where people can sometimes slip up um, mm. and, and find it really challenging. So, uh, you know, just be aware of that. I think not mm. everyone is going to, even your, even your close friends, not all of them are going to understand what's happened. 
I suppose uh, um, the other extremity is convert zeal um, going into every life situation without um, a, a humility to others, even those who don't believe in, in the same thing, you know, and uh, crashing about like a bull in a china shop. And I've seen that. And again, getting disappointed then that people recoil rather than embrace. Um, uh, and so, yes, those first few years, as, as Jamie picked out, are not really appropriate to um, certain types of church leadership because you, you can end up. I mean, we've all seen it. Haven't we? We've all seen people who've done this and perhaps we've done this but ourselves, you know, you can end up actually putting people off, really, because you you end you know you can end up um, becoming like a sort of salesman for God in the worst sense, and mm. it becomes obnoxious. Yep, yep, absolutely. I just say one more thing as well is that I think for new converts one thing that's really important is to put some godly disciplines and habits in place. And I think that's another, another area where, you know, having godly influences and, and guides around is so helpful, but, you know, if you're going to take up a sport or something like that, or, a, or play a musical instrument or something, you need to start practicing and doing all the exercises and everything like that. And then you grow and develop. Um, so for new converts, it's really, really important to learn how to read scripture to have godly examples in prayer and also to learn about other things in the Christian life, the practices of the church, the sacraments and so on, uh, which are important to engage with and, and get, get a kind of rule of life personally. I think that's absolutely, absolutely crucial. Um, good. All right, chaps. That was good for question. Of the Rev. Hope that's helpful for everyone. All right. Be with you again next question time. Question the Rev. Question the Rev.